All right, welcome back to another edition of the Auburn Undercover Podcast. A little bit of a midweek podcast here, uh, recording this on Tuesday night, but you'll hear it Wednesday. Uh, Jason, it's been it, it's been a continued trend of busyness um, in terms of recruiting, which has been a welcome change. And you know, we've been a lot of it has been transfers um, as of Wednesday. Wednesday was the last day for students uh, to actually be able to enroll in classes at Auburn, kind of signaling a close on the transfer portal seemingly well definitely for guys that are trying to enroll in the spring um you know the transfers will maybe one or two more will still filter in but they wouldn't be eligible for spring practice and then you'll have the window after spring practice of course um but as of right now the transfer portal is seemingly about wrapped up and for auburn it couldn't have gone too much better um you land 12 guys overall and in the 24 7 sports rankings as of right now auburn sits at number two just a few points behind Florida State at number one. The way the 24-7 sports transfer rankings work right now is it's kind of a composite ranking where they go through college stats, high school stuff, years remaining, all that kind of stuff. So it's a little bit of a slower process, but the transfer portal, it's hard to get a a feel for it until the entire cycle has come to a close. As right now, Auburn's number two, still waiting on a ranking for Austin Keys, which could put Auburn up to number one. And we'll get into Keys in a second. Um, but since we last did a podcast, I think the last one we did was where you, me, Mark, Nathan, we all kind of talked about the transfers and how we felt like they fit in. I think later that day it might have been actually, um, or maybe the next day, was when Justin Rogers, the former Kentucky defensive tackle, committed um, and is now signed and enrolled at Auburn. Um, this is a guy who was almost a top 50 player coming out of high school. I think he was looked at as an offensive lineman then, ends up moving over to the defensive line, big nose tackle maybe a little bit more versatile than Jason Jones in terms of where he kind of fits. And I, I think certainly in Robin Roberts's defense, he could be a pretty productive player along that defensive line. Yeah, I continue to be amazed at the the transformation that Auburn has made on the lines of scrimmage. Um, there's no other way to put it. Um, you know, when you, you start looking at, at, you know, the guys they brought in, obviously, um, you know, there were a lot of need areas, but Justin Roberts, I mean, Justin Rogers is a guy that you know feels a need area, but he's also a, a guy that has potential to be an elite player. He's shown flashes of that. Um, his ability to play gap to gap uh, on the defensive line and control gaps on the defensive line is a big deal, and, and that's important in, in what they want. They're asking those guys to do on defense, and so you think about you know adding him to you know a defensive line with you know Mazai and Asili Kite and Lawrence Johnson and those guys that you've already brought in, in addition to getting, you know, a guy like Zykevis Walker back um, on that front, joining forces with Marcus Harris and some of these guys. And, um, you know, having those bodies in the spring, uh, that's a just a massive deal for this defense. And, yeah, it's, a, it's another big win for Jeremy Garrett, Hugh Freeze, um, you know, Ron Roberts, this, this, this defense that they're, they're talking about making it over from front to back. They've done a pretty good job of doing that on both sides of the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I mean, Jason, you touched on it. Auburn's defensive line, uh, I mean, there was a point where it was looking worse than the offensive line, which, you know, if you had said that kind of last season when you were looking at what the future of the offensive line looked like, it was looking grim. But all of a sudden, the defensive line was in an even worse shape. Not only did you need need studs to try and replace Colby Wood, Derek Hall, um, guys like that, you needed bodies. You needed people in that room. Uh, But Auburn's done a good job of landing guys that are – pretty talented and can come in and play right away and Justin Rogers um, and also getting 
you know, some quality depth is the way I would put it. And guys like Lawrence Johnson, Nasili Kite, guys that could be really, really productive at Auburn um, and guys that you just need, honestly, to fill out the depth chart. Um, Jason, I'll, sticking along the defensive line, I, I would say Auburn still has a need, kind of an edge rusher as a pass rusher there. You obviously already landed Elijah McAllister, uh, the former Vandy transfer. I think that's one spot, at least in my opinion, I would certainly expect Auburn to go out and try and land at least one more guy after spring practice. Yeah, I think so too. And, and you know, the interesting thing is going to be to see how they configure this defense when you start talking about somebody that, that you mentioned and, and we can now kind of add him to this because it's going to impact maybe how this defense looks is this guy like Austin Keys. You've already brought in Demario Tolan. So you now bring in another big physical linebacker. You see the photo of Austin Keys, you look at him. This is a big dude. I mean, this is a this is a kind of the, almost a monster backer. I think he's a guy that can be right in the middle of a defense. And you start putting those pieces together. Demario Tolan's an outside guy that could be in the, the 230 range. It, it, all of a sudden now it, it may free up Cam Riley to do some things, which I think fits him a little bit better, which may be Absolutely. as as more of an outside linebacker. you got a guy like him and you got a guy like Powell Gordon because you still have Robert Woodyard, a young guy that can step in as more of a middle guy you got Wesley Steiner there, you know, Desmond Tisdall. All of a sudden with these just these couple of additions, it might give you a little bit of flexibility now at linebacker because, you know, I think about what TCU kind of looked like and, you know, they had more traditional-looking linebackers that almost were were their pass rushers in that scheme. And so you can do a, a few of those things with, with what they got right now. I don't feel like right now that, you know, it's a, it's a traditional edge – you know, heavy roster. You're right. I mean, you look at Elijah McAllister, you know, he's a big, long body. And then, you know, you think about Dylan Brooks. Um, how will they fit into this scheme? What will it look like? I think there's going to be a lot of trial and error in the spring, but uh, they've at least given themselves a chance to to maneuver some guys around because of the additions they've made on that front seven. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Austin Keys, you know, you see him, you talked with him, uh, I think at the basketball game, actually, shortly after yeah. he had committed. Uh, he's a big old dude now. Um, that you know, that's something he kind of reminds me of Robert Woodyard, maybe a little bit if you're comparing to the current roster. Um, maybe just in terms of size and kind of how he profiles. Um, and you've got him now for two years. Well, he has two years of eligibility left. So you've done a good job bringing in keys, bringing in Tolan, guys that still have a couple years remaining. And if you know Tolan only played one year in the SEC, but he was starting to come on and was pretty productive and. Keys was pretty productive as well. So you've kind of revamped that linebacker room. And, you know, you mentioned Cam Riley. You still have Wesley Steiner. You still have Desmond Tisdall, Woodyard, Powell Gordon. You still have, you know, you've got some guys there. So they've got, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how things kind of shake out there at linebacker. Yeah, I agree. And I, and I think it's, you know, you can start to get downhill a little bit. You got some guys that can get downhill because you're going to have, I mean, they're going to have more size now at linebacker than Auburn's had in quite a while, especially potentially. You start talking about keys, um, you know, maybe a Tolan, but even, you know, you put Elijah McAllister outside at, at 6'6", 260, and maybe a Cam Riley on the other side at, at 6'4", 245, potentially, if he's playing at that. And all of a sudden, you've given yourself some pieces of a much bigger linebacker group. And that's – you think about Georgia. You think about Alabama. You think about what makes this defense go, and that's what it's been, is those bigger physical linebackers that can take on blocks, can come off the edge – can set the edge and, you know, they can also run. And and so I think that's what keys bring to the table, especially when you watch his, you know, some glimpses of him at Ole Miss. 
Um, you know, didn't get a lot of help from that front, and he had to take on a lot of blockers. And he ran through a bunch of them, but you can free him up now to get downhill and do some things. I think he's a guy that could could be a playmaker behind the line of scrimmage, and that's what you're looking for in this defensive linebacker. Yeah, and with Keys, I mean, I just want to you know touch on it. how we've talked about the transfer kind of transfer portal all along. Is it's it's such a quick process. He entered the portal, I think, on January sixth was the date. Uh, his first visit was to Auburn. Um, and, you know, before he leaves the visit, he ends up committing. It's a quick, instead of a two-year and even longer than that recruiting process like it is in high school, it's a it's a two-day, two-hour yeah, process. Hours. Yeah, yes. I mean, 48 hours could be shorter. And, and, you know, for a guy like Avery Jones, it was a I – mean, heck, it was a six- or seven-hour process total. Yeah. Um, that, that, that's the thing for, for the offensive linemen. So, yeah, it's, it's a much different feel for – you know, and, and it's what the staff's had to do. They've had to transition from, you know, signing class, sort of mixing in the portal at the end of that in December, full-blown portal, and now you close out portal, and now you start in 2024, 25, and 26. And, Christian, they've been busy. They've been, they've yes. been really busy and really active. And we've, we've been talking about it for years. They've been offering guys um, and putting themselves in the, into play right away. That's what they got to do, and they've done a good job of it so far. Yeah, so looking back a little bit, I want to say I think it was Friday. Friday, most of the coaches are out on the road. The first day that coaches are able to get back out on the road, mostly kind of some in-state stops. Um, there weren't a ton of visitors coming in. Uh, Josh Aldridge was on campus because Austin Keys was coming in on campus. Um, and then it was starting Saturday where you started to have some high school visitors coming in, um, and you saw a decent little group come in on Saturday decent little group come in on Monday as well for MLK day. Um, this next weekend we're expecting will be bigger and January the 28th is probably going to be the biggest as their main kind of junior day. Um, but on Saturday, you know, the two main kind of headliners were two Alabama commits, which was interesting that two of them were instantly on campus. Um, Alabama had kind of a junior day of its own, um, but Auburn gets two of Alabama's commits on campus. The first one that we've got up here, if you're watching the video is Martavius Collins a tight end out of Rome, Georgia. He's a he's a top 247 guy, number 159 in the class. He had previously visited for the San Jose State game. Uh, I talked with him after that game. Got a much different feel um, talking with him after this visit, you know, which usually when you talk to a kid after a game, that's probably when you're going to talk. That might be when you get your best interview because usually, you know, they have a great time at the game. It's a fun, exciting game. They get to be in Jordan-Hare Stadium around that crowd. Um, but I got a much different feel and a much better feel about kind of where Auburn sits with him, you know, after, after this visit. Um, and he, he was, he was open about it. He said, you know, as of right now, I'm committed to Alabama, but I've still got a long way to go. These kids, you know, even if they're signing in December still have about 11 months. So there's still a long way to go. Um, and it was very interesting. You know, coach Ben brings him in um, and Jason, I just kind of want to get your thoughts on, you know, Martavius Collins, his game a little bit and how you could see him fitting in in Auburn's offense. Yeah, I mean, you think tight end. Um, you know, we've talked about tight ends the last couple of years with Brian Harson. I think you take that to another level when you start talking about Hugh Freeze and the things he's done with tight ends. And um, they want it to be an important part of this offense. And when you, you look at this kid and and here, the first thing about it, the Rome Wolves are, are no joke. I mean, they yeah. they have playmakers. They have players on both sides of the ball. It's it it is a big time program. So this kid that's used to working, and and he's going to come in ready to go. And so I think that's part of it. And you start talking about again, um, 
replenishing a need area. You know, they've gone out and got some some help at tight end. But you look at it, there's a bunch of older tight ends on this team. I mean, a lot of older, you know, senior guys. And, you know, you, this is a guy that has the potential to be a bigger body tight end. And I think you know, that'd be a big deal. So um, here's, you know, we're going to talk about some kids that, that you know, are committed elsewhere. A lot of them, some of those kids are committed to Alabama already. The first step is getting them on campus and showing them, look, it's different. I know you've been here before. But it's different, and that's the that is the message we've heard loud and clear so far. Is man, it just feels different. And Christian, you can notice it. You can see it when they, you know, we can see it. They can see it. And when you talk to kids, um, they can feel it. And, and I think that's the first step in in trying to make waves is to uh, to show people that hey, um, it's a new regime and a new day. Yeah, you want to talk about feeling different and just kind of a different feel. You want to talk about a kid committed elsewhere the best example might be Perry Thompson, the wide receiver out of Foley um, committed to Alabama who also visited on Saturday, you know, in the 24 seven sports rankings, we have them really high. We have him as the number 28 overall player in the 2024 class, number three wide receiver, number two player in the state of Alabama. I'm not saying this to knock the previous staff. I, I hadn't really heard the kid's name before in all honesty until Marcus Davis offered him uh, last week. And then, you know, he, he tells me that he's going to visit last weekend. So in all honesty, I didn't know a whole lot about the kid. Um, he's been very productive for Foley there. 6'3", 202, had a huge junior season, uh, 87 receptions, over 1,000 yards, nine touchdowns, kind of that big physical receiver, maybe kind of like an A.J. Brown a little bit, guy mm-hmm. that Freeze had there at Old Miss. Um, and, you know, it, the first visit went about as well as I think it could possibly go. Um, you know, talked to him afterwards. He was really fired up about it. He said, look, I'm probably going to go to Tennessee at some point this month. The plan was to go on the 28th, but I'm coming back to Auburn at some point this month too. I want to come back here. Um, so Marcus Davis has done a great job there already. Um, it, you know, it's just, Jason, it's what you talked about. Guys are committed elsewhere, but it's a whole new Auburn. It's a whole new opportunity to totally reset things, tell them, look, what's in the past is in the past. I understand that, but you're dealing with new people now. You're dealing with a new Auburn. Um, and yeah. Alvin's hopeful that kind of works out with Perry Thompson. Yeah, no, you're right. And and, and you're exactly right about, about it because here's the thing, you know, 10 years ago, even five years ago, this is a kid that would have already been on Auburn's campus three or four times. We would already had a relationship with us. And that's important too, when you're trying to, to get interviews and get a feel for the kids and, and kind of what they may do. Part of that is when you start to build relationships with those guys, well, you're right. We haven't had to worry about a lot of the top prospects in the state for, for much of the time in the last couple of years. And that's going to change. Um, this is an example of that. But, um, yeah, you, you look in big physical wide receiver. I think Marcus Davis is going to do a great job. Uh, he's going to be relatable um, and he's real. And, and that's the thing. I think kids are going to enjoy kind of getting to know him. And again, this is this will be one of those spots where if Auburn can start to show it in the spring, and then carry it over to the fall and go, look, we told you it was different. We're going to throw the football. We're going to be dynamic on offense, big plays in the passing game. You do that, and all of a sudden you're able to recruit a different type of wide receiver. And so I think that's going to be a big deal for Auburn. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. Like I said with Martavius, and like I, you know, same thing with Perry early on, but the returns are good so far. And Jason, like you just said about Marcus Davis. One of the big things that stuck out to me about talking with Perry Thompson afterwards was he was like, you know, Marcus Davis is a really young guy, and I really like that. I feel like I can relate to him. 
I feel like he's kind of like a big brother, a little bit of a father figure kind of type deal where you know, he's, he, I mean, realistically, he's like 10, 12 years older than some of these guys. Yeah, not much Maybe. older. Yeah, so, um, you know, very relatable. And, you know, you want to keep talking about different Auburn. Uh, Malik Blockton visited on Monday. <laughs> this is the younger brother of Marcus Harris. Jason, this is a guy that you've watched a bunch. You've gotten a good relationship with him. Um, and, you know, he just flat out said it yesterday. You know, he'd been to Auburn a bunch, but he said it was a different Auburn in a good way on Monday. Yeah, no, I've known him since he was in the ninth grade, um, you know, watching him as a, as a young kid over at Pike Road. And he's he's now become that guy. And I've seen him work and I've seen him get bigger and stronger. And you're right. Um, you, know, you know, obviously Marcus Harris, older brother, um, middle brother there, number seven, uh, you know, signed and is, is going to play college football too. I think at Kennesaw State. So, um, so this is a family of defensive linemen that can all play. But Malik's a guy that he's probably seen Auburn as much as anybody. Um, I, that's what I said. I said in terms of 2024 recruits, I don't think anyone's been on campus more than he has. No, I, I would say I would say a safe estimation would be 20 times uh, in 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 the last three years plus. Um, with with his brother here making visits on his own, um, he's done those things, and so he knows. He knows the ins and outs of Auburn. Now it's about knowing the ins and outs of this new staff. And I mean, he was impressed. Um, I think that's the thing you look at and, um, you know, how his brother kind of feels this bond. I'm telling you, just the little bit we've gotten to know Jeremy Garrett, I, I think kids are going to love playing for him. I think he's going to do a really good job on that defensive line. And so I would expect that Malik Blockton and many of these other guys are going to really enjoy getting to build a relationship with Auburn's new defensive line coach. Absolutely. Him and Jason, I'm going to put you on the spot. I can't remember his name. I'm drawing a blank here. The new GA um, at defensive line that Auburn just hired as well. I can't remember Uh, his name for the life of me. Yeah, you put me on the spot too, but I can't remember it either. But, yeah, I mean, really impressive when you you think about, um, you know, kind of coming in. You know, they coached – they had not coached together, but, you know, he was at Eastern Michigan. Montreal Kane-Williams. Yeah, that's the king. Yeah, so he just just kind of meeting him for the first time. You look and you go, man, that guy looks like somebody that that players are going to gravitate to. And and we've already seen staff that were familiar with him from his time at, at Liberty. Going, oh, that's the guy right there. Everybody was talking about him. And so you put those two together, um, you know, as as you now defensive line coach and that analyst and, and GA. And so um, yeah, I think I think big things ahead for this Auburn defensive line and. You know, from portal now going to, you know, this 24 class, they're going to have some opportunities. Yeah, Malik Blockton right now, we have him as uh, number 580 in the class. I think he'll probably keep rising up. Look, you just want to look at the offers. Uh, as we're recording this on Tuesday, Texas offered him. This fall, he picked up Clemson. He picked up Kentucky. Um, he picked up Florida as well. He's got He's got a really strong offer list. This is a kid who's going to continue to rise through the rankings. Um, and, you know, Auburn sits in a great spot already. Jason, obviously all eyes kind of on Monday. We're all on Walker White, the quarterback at a Little Rock Christian Academy who visits. Um, he works his way down, spends a hefty amount of time on campus. I want to say it was about around seven hours from when he arrived, when he actually ended up leaving around like 8.30, 8.45, whatever it was. Um, and, you know, he was – the original plan was to go to Alabama on Tuesday. I don't think that visit actually ended up happening um, because he – he told us that he was planning to spend the night um, and come back to Auburn's campus for part of Tuesday morning as well. So, you know, this is a guy he's uh, Jason, you know, we've, I think we can both agree just from reading tea leaves, you know, the first eight coaches that can go back out on the road, they go and visit his school. 
I think this is undoubtedly Auburn's quarterback one in this 2024 class. I don't know if it's particularly close either. I think Auburn is uh, look. Auburn's not recruiting, not not recruiting other guys. They're still recruiting other quarterbacks because you have to keep doing that. You can't just zero in on one guy because that'd be a disaster if you miss out on him. But Auburn's putting the full court press on Walker White right now, um, and Monday's visit seemingly went really really well. You know, he told us he spent a lot of time with the entire staff. And, you know, he said specifically he spent a lot of time with Hugh Freeze. He really, really likes Hugh Freeze. As soon as he was hired at Auburn, that was basically when he said Auburn started to stick out to him. Um, Auburn was quick to offer him once Hugh Freeze got the job as well. This is a really dynamic playmaker. Um, one of the top, I think he's the number eight quarterback in the class. And, you know, we both agree, seems to be quarterback number one for Auburn. Yeah, I mean, as as it sits today here in January, I don't I don't think there's much doubt about that. Now, obviously, things can change down the road, but boy, you you look at what he ranks to the table, and it's it's the combination. He's he's the definition of dual threat. I mean, he's a guy that can really run. He's a physical kid, and you look at the photo yeah. of him, and that looks like a college junior. I mean, this is a big kid, um, but but you see an athlete. I mean, and, and that's the thing that jumps out to me. He he, he kind of. You know what? He has the build of like Eli Manning when Eli Manning was in high school. That's kind of he kind of has that look to him. And this guy that that you know that plays and then doesn't throw it seventy times a game like some of these high school kids do. I think he's a well developed quarterback already, which means he can he can do a little bit of everything. And um, but you know you're right. I, I think this is a guy that that they definitely have uh, have zeroed in on pretty early in this process and. Yeah, that's an important part of it. You start to to get that guy, and then other pieces start to fall into place. And I think you know, this is the staff that understands that, and they also know the importance of getting the right guy. And they look, I mean, hey, look at the, the transfer portal. They didn't just go jumping on quarterbacks left and right, trying to just find bodies at that position because it's it's got to be the right guy. And and I think you know, they feel like, hey, Robbie Ashford has a chance to be the right guy. Who knows about Holden Garner? You know they're signing those kind of things, but yeah, I think this is a guy that they've they've been watching for a long time, and especially once they got to Auburn, then you give yourself a realistic chance to get a kid like this. Yeah, this is you know this is going to be one of the first big true tests. It seems like for this Auburn staff in the 2024 class, um, Texas A&M is hosting them this weekend. He's been very familiar with Ole Miss, but they've already picked up a quarterback in the class, um, so it kind of feels like Ole Miss might be playing third here a little bit. The biggest competition to Auburn right now, it seems like, is Clemson. Um, and he's going to go to Clemson on the 28th. He already has a great relationship with Dabo Sweeney, and he actually already had a relationship with Garrett Riley at TCU as well. Um, so, you know, you're looking at it, and from what from what I'm seeing at least, it looks like an Auburn-Clemson battle, which is not something that the previous Auburn staff and even, you know, towards the later days of Gus Malzahn's tenure, Auburn was losing a lot of guys that they should not be losing to Clemson. Now that's a little bit different. Those were some kind of in-state guys, maybe a guy like a Peter Woods or something like that from Thompson. Um, but this is going to be a battle. This is going to be an absolute battle. I don't know where he would be leaning as of today. And when we talked to him on Monday night, he said he wants to make a commitment sooner rather than later, um, but he didn't have a date. I would guess probably maybe like March, April, somewhere in there. He wants to make his way out to both Auburn and Clemson for a spring practice. Maybe those are kind of his last visits before making the decision. That's just a guess. Uh, but we'll have to kind of have to wait and see. And Auburn's got some other guys there at quarterback as well. Like I mentioned, Aaron Noland is still a guy that they're tracking. Uh, the Texas Tech quarterback commit, I want to say Will Hammond is his name, is another guy that they've offered. 
So they're still tracking other guys as well. Um, but all eyes right now are on Walker White. So, you know, we'll kind of – we'll see what happens. Um, Jason, I think we'll probably wrap it up there. Kind of a quick episode. It's been a busy couple of days. Now the coaches are out on the road on – you know, they were out on the road on Tuesday, out on the road Wednesday, out on the road Thursday as well. Um, and then they'll kind of get back to campus. And this weekend's going to be another big one for the 2024 class. We've already confirmed some guys, some 2025 guys that are really, really good as well. Um, so it's going to be yeah. another busy, another busy weekend. It is. And, and, you know, it's fun time. Um, you yeah. know, I've had people that, that stop me all the time and going, uh, how much fun is it now? Went, well, it's, it's added to the hours of the job, but it is a lot more enjoyable because the fans, the energy, the interaction, the energy, everything is, is at a level that we hadn't seen in, in, in quite honestly in a couple of years. And, and I think that's, that's what you have to do. That's the first step. Now you could, you got to go back it up on the field eventually, but you can build positive and absolutely true momentum on their on the recruiting trail and in the cycle. And I'm telling you, even current players, people might not think about current players. Current players are going, hey, these guys are getting after it. it, it it's happening an impact even on the current team, watching these guys go out and 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 try to bring in talent and and try to you know help this team win today. Not 2024, not 2025. They're trying to help this team win today. That has an impact, and <clears throat> I think it's appreciated. Fans obviously appreciate it, and you know we'll see now. You know, kind of what they can do is as they start to to put their stamp on 2024 and beyond, because it's uh, you know, these are these cycles where this is the time when when those roots are are built and take hold in these classes, and uh, you know, it's getting those guys on campus. Yep. So another busy weekend at Auburn. Uh, guys, if you're not already over at auburnundercover.com, auburn247.com, go over there. We've got a ton of coverage. We'll have more coverage over there. Um, if you're not subscribed to the YouTube already, make sure to do that. We've got a ton of it. You know, we've got podcasts like this. We've got shorter little videos, stuff like that as well, live streams. We've got you all covered over there. Um, if you're listening to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever, make sure to leave us five stars and a review. That's what really helps us out. So thanks again for listening to the podcast. We'll probably have something recruiting wise uh, this weekend after the busy weekend. So you can stay tuned for that and we'll catch you guys.